Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. Father, this morning, thank you for your presence. Thank you for the opportunity to come into your house. King David said, I was glad when he said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I pray that you speak to our hearts, that you affect our lives, and that we will not leave the same as we came. In Jesus' mighty name, somebody said amen. Hallelujah. Give Jesus a big hand clap. You may please take your seats. Wonderful. You're welcome. I don't know who invited you, where you came from, but your Genesis Chapel invited you. Beautiful. And welcome to our Holy Spirit Encounter service. Relax. Relax. A few minutes, we'll be out of here. Sometimes when we go to church, we are stiff. When you go to the club, you are not stiff. But sometimes when you go to church, even especially when you go to a church for the first time, you, you are so stiff. I understand why you are stiff. I just don't want to say it, but relax. You get it. Relax. But just fasten your seatbelt and enjoy the flight. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, enjoy the flight. Odaya, enjoy the flight. Are you there? Beautiful. So I'm preaching about those who honor you. Those who honor you. If I, I'm preaching from a book, so when you hear me talking about you, it's not because you came. It's, because, uh, it's just a book I'm talk, preaching about. Ivo, are you there? I can see you. Where's Sonika? She ain't come. All right. So those who honor you, and we're looking at honor. Honor, Christians have to honor. Romans chapter 13 and verse 7. Romans chapter 13 and verse 7. If you have, do you have NIV? You have New International Version? All right. So give me what you have and I'll give you what I have. Yeah. You have to have more versions. Yes. Romans chapter 13 and verse 7. Are you there? Are you paying attention? All right. The Bible says that render therefore render therefore. Can you hear me? Oh yeah, the back here can be uh, is it uh, uh, Kyra? Kyra? Kyra, can you hear me? Beautiful. Okay. So I'll try. When I get excited, I speak a little fast. So please bear with me because I'm always excited to preach. All right. Beautiful. Um, render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. Because there are some people you should fear. I said there are some people in your life you should be afraid of. If you don't have anybody in your life you're afraid of, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. I mean, I know when my father was alive, 
I know I could not take something that belongs to my father without telling him. I mean, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. With all my whatever outside, when I come home, I behave myself. Because my father is there. When he's not there, there's some freedom. But when he's there, you walk on eggshells. Fear to whom fear and honor to whom honor. Honor means respect. Christians are supposed to respect. So when you come to church, that doesn't even make you a Christian. Because you can stand in a garage, it doesn't make you a vehicle. You can stand in a store, in the window, or this show, the showroom or showcase, and you'll not be a mannequin. So, coming and sitting down in church does not make you a Christian. Going to church for a few years does not make you a Christian. Are you with me? And so, coming to church and being a Christian, there are two different things. Most of the time, people go to church for many years and they think they are Christians, but they don't behave like one. And so, when you are a Christian, that means that you are somebody who have consciously accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you have decided to walk with God for the rest of your life. And it is not dependent on a situation or a circumstance. It does not depend on whether you have money or not. It does not depend on whether you are rich or not. Do you get it? You have decided to follow Jesus. There's no turning back. There's no turning back. Are you with me this morning? Yeah. There's a song that says that. I have decided to follow Jesus. That's an open Pentecostal one. That's a, 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 a nice hill song one. But I'm sure you know the Pentecostal one. No, no turning back. No turning back. But you see people who say they go to church who turn back because they're not Christians. The Bible says that he who holds a plow and looks back is not fit for my kingdom. And so as Christians, the Bible is telling us what the Bible says is what we do. I'll say it again. We do what the Bible tells us to do, not what somebody expects us to do. Are you with me? Now, I think, I don't know, someone in my friend's church yesterday something about that. Maybe I shouldn't say it. You see, many people go to churches and they want water to be provided in their church. There's no way in the Bible that the Bible says that thou shalt put water at the back of the church so that people shall drink. If you can show me where in the Bible Jesus went to church and there was water in the church, I'll also put water at the back here. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. You okay? You comfortable? Beautiful. If you can show me, because it's the Bible that guides us. If you can show me where the Bible says that I should, I should allow you to go to the washroom when I'm preaching. Then, then, when I'm preaching, you see, this is not in the Bible. What is happening now is not in the Bible. 
Okay, it's, it's, okay, all right, that's all right, sir. You turn it off. Uh, it's George's? Uh, George's, okay, that's okay. It's a big man, too. <laughs> Maybe he put it on silent, but then it was a silent. Yeah, it's a big man, too, you know. <laughs> it was a young person who abused you right now. <laughs> so, so that is it. If you can show me where the Bible says that, as you come to church, Genesis chapter 24 and verse 2, as thou goest to church and your cell phone rings, thou shalt get up and go outside and answer thou the caller. If, if you can show me in the Bible, we'll all leave our phones on. And as I'm preaching, my phone rings. Excuse me. Hello? Hello? Oh, boy. One boy. My day here preaching, man. Why are you calling me so? My call me later, man. I got to preach. All right? Later. What will we say? Romans something? Okay. No, you say, what kind of pastor is that? I went to church. Oh, some fancy church, man. You know what's fancy about it? A pastor is preaching and he's only following. He's, he's stopping, he's going to answer, he follow. Yeah. People talk about me. Yeah, I've become very famous. <laughs> and so, what we are trying to do is we're trying to read the Bible and take lessons from it. Because there's the Bible that guides us. And the Bible says that we have to render to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. You get it? So, for example, let me just say this before I continue. For example, when the London Visa Free came up, God mostly made a joke with the Pope, which was not a joke. You have to, you see, you have to respect people. Many people were making jokes and making fun and all of that. It's not a joke. There's nothing about what God is mostly said. He should, you see, he should wait and see. People end up in a bad way. They don't understand how it even happened. Because when somebody is a man of God, you have to be very careful with the person. Whether you like them or not, whether they are good for you or not, you didn't put them there. Did anybody choose a Pope to be who he is? Did he come to you for you to put a stamp on him? So what is your problem? It wasn't, it wasn't a joke at all. I didn't find it a joke. Because as Christians, we need to respect people. Good people and bad people. That's it. You see, if you're not a Christian, that's fine. You can deal with your corruption. But when you are a Christian, you think deep about the things you do. Regan, are you there? Yeah, man. So, you'll be surprised what the new international version says. Yeah? So, I've, I've, I was offended by what the guy did on Facebook. I was very, very offended. Because he thinks that he's a big man and he can do it. That you can't do everything. It's not, you, can, you don't have the right to do and say anything. Because he, too, he has things that somebody can also talk about. Jesus said, the one who, does, who has not done anything wrong before. 
You are perfect. God the Muslim is very perfect, isn't it? Because he's a radio personality and then people hate him. So he thinks that he's God. When I talk about them, they don't like it. You, you, can, you can record me and go and play it to him. And he can put me on his Facebook page. I don't care. Look at what the New, Living, uh, New, New International Version says. The New International Version says that give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If it is honor, then honor. New international version, not new living translation. Don't, 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 don't distract us. You don't have it, you don't have it. Don't put something there that I'm not saying. What I'm saying, you don't have it. So please don't put something that I'm not saying. What I'm saying here is that if revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. There are people in this life who deserves respect. You see, I think the first time I saw in Guyana a mother sweeping and a child sitting down, I shook my head. I said, this would never happen when I was growing up. My mother is sweeping. Number one, she will not even sweep when you are there. She will call you to come and take the broom. When you're a Christian, you must respect people. Respect older people. Your mind must work well. I said, if you're a Christian, you have to respect people. You have to respect older people. Respect your teachers. Respect people in authority. Respect your parents. Respect your grandparents. Respect your pastor. Respect the people. You, when you're a Christian, you respect. Because the Bible says, give respect to those who respect is due. And so we are learning about how to respect easily. But this morning, I'm not, I've stopped that. I'm talking, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm preaching about stages of dishonor. Or, is it stages? I didn't say stages, was it? Signs of dishonor or signs of disrespect. How can you know? Because sometimes people don't know they are disrespectful. Like how my, my, my little boy there, uh, number 23, when everybody's standing and he was sitting down, he doesn't even know that that wasn't respectful. Walking out whilst I'm preaching is not respectful. <laughs> That's why in our church we don't do that. Amen. And, and you have to have people in the church. If you're a pastor, one of the difficult things is to train people. Because everybody comes from a different background, a different uh, whatever exposure, different experience, and they all come together. Can you imagine you have 1,000 people? That's when, when people say that, oh, that church, don't worry them. The people who go to that church, they are bad people. They don't understand how it takes you to change 1,000 people. It's not easy to change 1,000 people. It's not easy to even change five people. How much more 1,000 people? So when people talk about, oh, that church, mm, you just go to church. You, go. you come and be a pastor and see who you can change in your life. <laughs> Even your house, you can't change. Even the fella, the guy you open your vagina to, you can't change him. Rest yourself. You can't 
change that guy that you took your panties for. And then you come to the church, you have come to insult us pastors. If you can't change one, you should respect us when we can change five or six. Even your child. Even your child. Even your child. So when you have a church, when people say all kinds of things about churches, they have no idea. And meanwhile, the church is only Sunday that people is come. <laughs> meanwhile, your child, you live with your child every day. You can't even change that child. And as I'm preaching, it's just about 30, 45 minutes. And I don't. How do you expect this to change 1,000 people so quick? We know God does miracles, but people allow themselves to be changed or not. People are very stubborn in nature. So yesterday I was in Babies preaching. And, you know, I, have, I had some, some of my people, they came. They didn't tell me they were coming, but they came. <laughs> I saw, when, when, I, when I realized, I asked you, how many people came? You said 30 people. I said, hey. So I was telling the church I was preaching in that, you see, when you are trained, wherever the shepherd goes, the sheep follow. I didn't tell, the, I, I told the church, I said, I didn't buy anybody's gas. I don't even know whether the vehicles use gas or not. <laughs> At least I know, I know Achilles car is electric. <laughs> 30 people. You see, people wouldn't understand how 30 people will follow you to the bees and preach and pay their own passage when you didn't invite them. Even your child can't follow you anyway. <laughs> yeah? I asked you, I said, so how many people came? He said, 30. I said, 30? Hey! You'll be surprised. So when people tell me that, oh, we're having a program, please come and, and come with your church members. I, I said, I said you, do, you, don't, you, you don't want me to come with my church members. You will not have space. You like problems. Because <laughs> I can bring you up. I can come with at least 100 people. Easy 100. You will not have space for us. The food you cook for the people, we we'll eat all the food. <laughs> Parking problems because my church people are blessed. They drive cars. Yeah. So let us learn because it's good to learn lessons in life. You, you, are, you are never old to learn. And it's always better to earn, learn when you are younger. So signs first sign of disrespect. If you have a pen and a paper, you, wrote, you can write it, write it. If you have the book too, you are blessed. First sign of disrespect. Your absence can be a sign of disrespect. Your absence. It's not abusing that disrespect. No, 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 no. You see, when a devil, when a devil is coming to you, the devil won't come to you in some, ah, it comes in a certain way. People who abuse, sometimes they are the most respectful people. <laughs> there are people who quietly disrespect. And, and, and if you don't have wisdom, if you don't have discernment, you will never see that as disrespect. Your absence can be a sign of disrespect. 
your absence. When you are supposed to be present and you are not present, it is a sign. It is a sign. How come you are expected that you didn't come? There's a reason. There must be, there must be a reason why you didn't. And that reason is not above the, the, the purpose or the reason for you to be at the meeting. You can see it. All my pastors outside who I ask them to come who don't come. You can deduce it now if you don't know what it means. People find their way to wherever they want to go anytime they want to do it. Yeah? First Samuel chapter 15. Your absence can be a sign of disrespect. So be careful where and when you absent yourself from gatherings. Yeah, your absence. First Samuel chapter 15. Verse 28. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 28. If you have the New Living Translation, maybe that would be better. It would be a little easier to understand. I'm giving you the points. I want to give you all the points today. I ain't left one point. I'll give you all the points. When you're going, you're belly full. You're belly full when you're leaving here, so. <laughs> yeah. And Samuel said to him, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and has given it to someone else, one who is better than you. Twenty-nine. And he who is the glory of Israel will not lie. Nor will he change his mind. For he is not human that he should change his mind. Verse 30. Then Saul pleaded again. I know I have sinned. But please, but please, at least honor me before the elders of my people and before Israel by coming back with me so that I may worship the Lord your God. You get it? Are you there? Can you see what I'm saying? Your absence can be a sign of dishonor or disrespect. That is why after Saul had disobeyed God, he's begging Samuel to go into the congregation with him. Because he knew that Samuel's absence will mean something. It will mean this. That's why he used the word, at least, at least you, I know I have done something wrong, but at least don't, 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 don't dishonor me by, by staying away from where I am going to be. Please come there. Is, is it clear? Toman, you do understand. So, and, and most of the time, when people refuse to come to a place, it's because they don't like, they don't respect, they don't want, they don't want to be there. When people don't want to come to a place, it's not because they are tired. It's because they don't. You see, if we, if we respect God, we'll come here every Sunday. But Sunday morning, when God looks into the church, he must see you. He must see you. God must see you. I mean, whether you have money or not, you, don't, you can't disrespect God because you don't have money. You have to be around. Paulette, amen. 
When God does not see you in the church, he, he, feels, he feels disrespected. Because he has given you life. He has given you strength. He woke you up. He has blessed you. Now, Sunday morning, you say you're cooking. Sunday morning, you say you're washing. Sunday morning, you say you're going to the market. And so God should just rest himself. As you come here, right here. <laughs> you see, many people don't understand it. That your absence can mean disrespect. If you understand it, you never, you never, you will never miss church. That's why we don't miss church because I, I don't know how God will feel when I don't come to church. But Bishop, if you are not feeling fine, will God not understand? It's God who will make you feel fine. So if you don't feel fine, you come into his presence and say, Lord, please, before I leave, you are my God. Make me feel nice before I go. You see, if somebody invites you to their home and you're not feeling fine, you can say that, you know, I'm not feeling well. Because when you go there, they can't make you well. But when it comes to God, when you're not feeling fine, I know a lot of people in the Bible who were not well, they were carried into church. Because they knew that in the presence of the king, in the presence of God, there is healing. You don't stay away. You honor him with your presence. You respect him with your presence. And whatever you need, because you have respected him and you have honored him, he also will do it for you. I don't understand how some people can say they believe in God and they don't go to church. Or they believe in God and they don't go to church steady. You don't believe. And you don't, today I am teaching you that it is disrespect. It is disrespect. And if you understand it, every Sunday I'll see you right there on the chair you are sitting on. Because I don't think you, don't, you want to disrespect God. If I don't see you next week, I know that you're a disrespectful child. Huh? You don't get no manners when you don't come to church. Your absence, you see, so when you see people who we know around and they don't come to church, they don't even understand, they don't even understand what they are doing. Because Sunday morning is like God has invited you to come to his presence. That's what Sunday mornings are. Every time we have a church service, a church meeting, it means God is saying, come to me. What is going to be your response? Do you even have a choice? If you have a choice, then you, you are too big. You are bigger than God. When your mother calls you, come, and you think that you have a choice, it means you're bigger than your mother. And even in our earthly lives, when your mother calls you and... Coming, I, you know, guys, we say, coming. Five minutes, we ain't come yet. I come in just now. No, when I call you, you must come. When you say coming, not coming, coming, move. We, 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 feel, we feel disrespected when we say come and you don't come. Oh, you say, come and you're dragging your feet. How much more God? When God says, come Sunday morning, 
He said, Lord, come where? I got clothes for wash. I got food for cook. I want to lie down. I got to go market. Sunday money things cheap. You God, you don't give me nothing cheap. Yeah. I got to go to work. I need more money. You can go to work, get money, and the money can still go down the drain. You know if you realize where the money is going. Yeah? God will send you to the doctor. So your absence, your absence, that's why Saul was saying, hey, Charlie, I am going to worship the Lord. So if I go, normally who will meet you and worship the Lord? I am, I am there, you are sitting right there. So if I go and the people don't see you, they know that something is wrong. So please, don't, don't, don't expose me. Please just come with me. It tells you the meaning of a person's presence. Even God himself has said that where two or three are gathered in my name, I'll be there. I'll not sit in heaven and say, you people try there. Even God himself, when two or three gathers in his name, he feels bad not to be there. I said, God himself, when two or three gathers in his name, he feels bad not to be there. He has promised that as long as two or three people gather in his name, whatever he's doing, he will leave it and he will come and be with the two or three people. Yeah. And you can never leave anything. And you, you and us, you and me, we are nothing before God. And God will leave everything and come and be with us. And we can't leave anything to come and be with God. It is disrespect. It is disrespect. It is disrespect. Number two. Yes. Your failure to call on someone can be a sign of dishonor. Your failure to call on someone can be a sign of dishonor. What do I mean? What I mean is that when you have to call on somebody, when you have to uh, uh, call somebody for help, when you have to call somebody for a need and you don't do it, it can be a sign of disrespect. You are going through challenges and things. Call the bishop for prayer. Why are you not calling me for prayer? You are disrespectful as well because you think I don't have anything to give you. You think I don't have anything that I can't change your situation. That's why you are not getting me involved in your situation. It's disrespect because I'm anointed. Me, me won't tell you nothing. It's coming from that attitude. He can't do nothing for me. I don't need him. I don't want him to mind my business. Failure to call on someone. Yeah. Can be a sign of dishonor. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. All of this is coming from the Bible. It's not no... Uh, it went to some church in, in number two canal the pastor says, it's not a pastor, it's the Bible. Stop saying the pastor says, it's the Bible says. You make us look bad like we, we are the ones who are doing this. It's the Bible. 
Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. Give me a living translation, please. Easier, better. It's close to release. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother. These are the angels who went to Herod. These are the, the, the wise men who went to Herod and said that we are, uh, the Bible says in Matthew that, and so my, Maggie, they were called Maggie or Magi, they came to Herod and said, they are looking for the king who is born. And Herod said, what? King? King where? I am the only king here. And so we saw his star and then he was born in Bethlehem. So Herod said, okay, go and look for him. When you find him, come back. I got some nice things I want to do when you come back. So the Bible said, they entered the house and saw the child with his mother and uh, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. In verse 12, the Bible says that when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route. For God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. In verse 16, verse 16, God warned them in a dream, don't go back. There was a reason why he said don't go back. Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. Why was he furious? Because the people were supposed to call on him after they see the baby, and they didn't do it. So he felt very disrespected. That's why he organized a killing of all children three years and below. Yeah. Now, sometimes it's very interesting. When, sometimes when we hear, oh, that you somebody or some church member has an, has an issue, and then they don't call you to involve you, we keep quiet. We keep quiet. Oh, we keep quiet. And we, and we, and we, and we can't. I said, you try that. You try that. Because God has given you a man of God to pray with you. you see, and, and all that we can do for you is to call God for you, or, you know, to come into your situation. We, we, we are not people who can change it. It's only God who can change it. So God has a representative that he says that he should pray for the people. So when you have an issue, you should even believe in prayer. It works. But some of you, or if not many of you, are right there sitting with your problems and your challenges. It is disrespect. <laughs> can, you, can you believe it? Can you believe it that when you need help as a Christian in a church, my dear, and the pastor is there, God has given you the pastor. He said, Mommy, God will tell the pastor nothing. All right. When the doctor says, I should go to church and I'll come to church, Bishop and God will know nothing. <laughs> I good. You, you even come and sit down in the church and say hallelujah, amen, give offering, pay tithe, and you have a problem and you will not see it. You're, you're, you're mining the problem. It can be a sign of disrespect. Because when the, the Magi, the wise men, I mean, avoided, did not return to Pharaoh to let him know what he has asked them to do or what they were supposed to do. I think they, they were the ones who made uh, Pharaoh kill the people, Herod kill the people. 
He, was, he felt so disrespected and dishonored. He said, you know what? I'll kill. You don't want to come into me? I'll kill all them children. And he did. He did. Kill all of them. Because the wise man outwitted him. And he wanted to express his power. Now you can't disrespect Herod. You can't disrespect Herod. You want to disrespect Herod? I will show you that I am powerful. Yeah, I'm the king. And so your failure to call on someone can be a sign of dishonor. Number three. Disregarding advice can be a sign of dishonor. You see, sometimes church members are very funny. They, they come to you for advice. And when you give them the advice, they don't, they don't take the advice. They, 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 it's like they wanted to hear something from you. You, you. you didn't tell them that thing. So they disregard what you are saying. Yeah. Because when they came, they, they, were, they were expected to hear something. They, they already decided, but they thought that their, 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 their wisdom is the, your, your wisdom also. Forgetting that your wisdom is the wisdom of God and anointed wisdom. So when they came and you didn't tell them what they wanted, then it happens. It, it happened to me enough time. Yeah. 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 Oh, crap. Bishop, um, what do you think? I, I like those who come and say, Bishop, if somebody is going to do something, I said, please, bring that somebody home. Or so bring that somebody here. Give that somebody a name so I can talk to that somebody. <laughs> ah Just tell me you. I can't talk about somebody I don't know. So if you say, Bishop, if somebody say, <laughs> I said, who is that somebody? Bishop, it's me. I said, why don't you say it's you? <laughs> no, because if Sister Esther asks me a question, and then Sister Randa asks me a question, the answers will not be the same. If they ask me the same question, the answers will never be the same. So if Sister Esther says, if somebody, she's forcing me to give a wrong answer. And then before I realize, you go and apply it and it doesn't work. So Bishop asked me to do something. I didn't even work. But you didn't say who needed the medication. You can't go to the doctor's doctor. I have a, a friend. He's feeling good. Can you give me medication for him? Your friend has to come to the hospital. The doctor has to check. The doctor has to deal with a real case. Real case. So the pastor has to deal with a real case. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 16. What does it say? Honor your father and your mother. Because they give you advice, isn't it? They talk to you. They say, do this. They say, do that. I know some fathers and mothers are mostly influenced by the devil also sometimes. But generally, the Bible says that honor thy father and thy mother. Isn't it? And there's a link to it. There's a link to it. It means when you, when you take the advice, then you live long. God, God approves that we listen to our parents, especially when it is in line with God's purposes. And when it's not in line, then we choose what God wants us to do. 
And then the parents get vexed, which is okay. Because as for vexed, you can get vexed if you want to get vexed. Are you with me? Are you here? And so, disregarding advice can be a sign of disrespect. Because it takes, it takes love, it takes care, it takes something for somebody to give you their opinion about something that you have requested for. If you come to you and say, oh, I want to marry this person, what do you think? I feel you want to know my genuine opinion as a man of God, as a servant of God, in regards to the person that you say you like, you want to get married. So I, I, I can't lie to you. I have to tell you something real. If you ask me about somebody you want to marry, it's a life, it's a lifelong business. As a pastor, I have to be honest. I have to say, good or not good. But when I say not good, you don't like it. You are disappointed. Because you think what you like is what God likes. (laughs) Are we not so deceived as human beings? That we think that our choices and what we like and what we prefer is the same as what God likes and God, God prefers. Look, don't, don't make a mistake to ask God what he thinks, you know, because if God tells you what he thinks, you'll be disappointed. Because you think that you know what God wants, only to realize that what you thought God likes is not what God likes. And what you don't like, that's what God likes. I always remember Mary when she got pregnant before marriage. <laughs> and, and, and Joseph discovered that this girl that I say I want to marry, she's pregnant. And I know it is not me. Somebody has been there. So Joseph said, me? Not this thing here. I'm a holy man. So he had planned quietly to call Mary, you know, to a sidewalk cafe or Cosmos, uh, uh, what? Buy and grill or grill king on Mandela. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and just speak to her privately. So he fixed the date. He was going to call Mary. And God said, bye, rest yourself. Rest yourself. You got to marry that lady. So the, the choice that Joseph was running away from, that is the same thing that God wanted him. So it's very interesting how we think that when we meet somebody, that's why in the olden days, the culture of the Bible was you, your, your spouse is chosen for you. Oh, okay. That's about an Earl. Yeah, no, no, these, these people, they are, they, you can't choose for them. You, look, you can't choose for them. No, no. Even when you choose for them, every day when they sit in the marriage, they say, He's Bishop. You see, Bishop? He's Bishop. He's Bishop. He's Bishop. When she doesn't cook, you see what Bishop has done to me? <laughs> Forgetting that many women are not interested in cooking. 
Now because bishop was involved, every problem is bishop. It's like when I send you to a sick to do church, every problem there, I'm the one you're going to blame. Isn't it? Because I'm the one who advised you to go there. How can my advice be a bad advice? Never. Never be a bad advice. By the grace of God. Hallelujah. Number four. I'm closing. Since some people want to leave. Leaving home can be a sign of dishonor. Yeah, leaving home. Yeah. Yeah. Leaving, not live. Not living in there with your man and woman. No. When you leave. Yeah, there's a difference between live and leave. Luke chapter 15. <laughs> Some of you just check out of the house. Somebody came to see me the other day and said, you know what? Um, how do you leave a house? I say, you are a very smart person. Because if you don't take care, leaving a house can be disrespectful. If you are big, you want to go on your own. It's not a problem. But there's a way to do it. There's a way to do it. You just don't pack your bags and one night when your mother comes or when your, your parents come home, you are not there. Your room is empty. You gone with some buy. That's not how, that's not how you move out. And many disgusting children are like that. You just meet a man and then you just gone. You go and live with a stranger and his people. And you leave your own family. Because of some feeling you have. The feeling that will never last. It's disrespectful to leave home. Unless it is time to leave home. And especially if you're a girl. You see, you may not understand it. But if you look at the Bible. Asana, are you there? If you look into the Bible. A woman does not leave home until a man comes to take, him out, take her away. The problem is that the bigger the girls they get, they can't submit to their, their mothers. That's why they move out quick. Yeah. They move out with some boyfriend. Move out with some fella. Because they become big like their mother. They take in what their mother took some time ago. Even more and bigger. Even bigger. Yeah. Bigger and better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they think. Yeah. Because the person who leaves home is rather the man. The scripture says, therefore shall a man leave his mother and his father. And will be joined to his wife. So it's the man who actually leaves and goes to connect to the woman, not in the woman's parents' home, but you know, leave and goes to start a family with a woman. And when the man comes, he's so honorable. He comes to knock. We go and people and see who is that? Do we want the person to come or not? If we want the person to come. Because if somebody's knocking on your door, you don't want them in your house, you don't open the door. Yes. So if you want my girl child, and you have to come and see me, then I have to like you or not. 
Are you my girl child and you, you think I don't have anything to say about it? You should bring the girl child into the world. I bring the girl child into the world. So when you like her, come see me. Then I'll tell you my piece of mind, whether I like you or I don't like you. Not whether she likes you, whether I like you. Because when I like you, she will like you. When I don't like you, she can't like you. Yeah. She'll never have peace in her life when I don't like you and she says she likes you. Never have peace. Have you not experienced that before? <laughs> Somebody your parents don't like. You say, you, 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 you like it bad. You try there. You try there. Kishana, you try there. Huh? You see, it will not take long before one early morning you come back with your bags. You, you, you hide them by the, by the fence. You don't know whether you should go through the gate or not. Because, you see, you, 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 you are ashamed. You've been disgraced. Because the buy that you said is, your, is the love of your life. Now he's no more the love. He's the hate of your life. <laughs> Leaving home. In Luke chapter 15, verse 17, the Bible says, And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough uh, uh, and to spare, and I perish with hunger? Verse 18, I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned. I have sinned because I left home before it was time for me to leave home. So I have done something wrong to you. Look, sometimes leaving the church can be disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. And pe- sometimes people are like that. People just go. People just leave. You, can, you, can't, you can't just leave. Especially if you've been here for a while, you've had preaching, you've had some fellowship, you've had some prayer and things like that. You just can't carry yourself and leave. It, it can be disrespectful. Number five. I'm closing. Your stubbornness can be a sign of your disrespect. Stubbornness. Stiff-necked. Them stubborn children. Stubborn. When you say something, they will never listen to you. Drag their feet. Drag their feet. Drag their feet. They want to do what they want to do. Your stubbornness can be a sign of your dishonor. Exodus chapter 14 from verse 1 to verse 4. You see Pharaoh there. Pharaoh, his heart was hardened. And God said, I will show Pharaoh. And I said, let my people go. He said, he wouldn't let my people go. He said, I will show Pharaoh. He said, I, 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 he's become stubborn, so I will release more punishment on Pharaoh. God was affected by Pharaoh's unrelentless uh, 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 behavior. He's not allowing the people to go. God was not. He said, I will make him do that, and I will show him my fury and my anger. And so, your stubbornness can be a sign of disrespect. This whoever invited her, you should talk to her after church, right? Make sure that she's okay and, and she's not offended or anything. We don't like people to come to church and be offended, no? We don't like that. We are nice people, isn't it? Number six, I'm closing, last one. 
<laughs> Number six, last one. Pretense and deception can be a sign of disrespect. Pretense and deception can be a sign of disrespect. Pretense and deception can be a sign of disrespect. Matthew chapter 15 verse 7. Matthew chapter 15, verse 7. You hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, These people draw nigh unto me with their mouth and honors me with their lips, but their heart is far for me. Verse 9. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. So, so God is offended and is affected by us when we say things that we don't mean from our hearts. Pretense and deception, they can also be a sign of dishonor of disrespect. You know us, Isaiah Charles. Yeah, you know us. We can say things that we, we, don't, we don't mean at all. I'm saying that sometimes we say things that are not from our hearts. It's true. And it is dishonor. And remember, God knows every heart. If there's anybody you want to be honest with is God. I mean, you see, you, you can be, you can be, you can hide things from all of us here. But when it comes to God, please, please, don't, don't, don't. Do, when you do that, you will, you will cause something serious to come upon you. Because God sees everything. God knows everything. So when you come before God, one of the things that many people like to do, and that's what the Catholic Church established their church principles on was that you go to the church even for confession, not for the service, but for confession. Because the things that we do, when you are going into the presence of the Lord, the first thing that you want to do is to confess your sins. People who don't confess their sins feel like they are okay. And nobody is okay before God. One of the first things we should do when we approach God is to say, Lord, please forgive me of my sins. Because our ways are not his ways. We may be pretending. Yes. I'm sure there are some people who are pretending right now in the church. I'm sure. I'm sure. That something is bothering you, but you're making your face look so nice so that nobody sees that there's something bothering you. You're, you're, you're pretending. You are being, you're being a hypocrite and it's a disrespect. You're smiling now. All right, please stand. I'm finished. <laughs> oh, give Jesus a big hand clap. Hallelujah. <laughs>
<laughs> you started smiling, smiling, smiling. It's true. We come to church sometimes with all kinds of things. And we still want to play like everything is okay. It's not. Hallelujah. I want us to pray for just a few minutes. Pour your heart out to God this morning. Tell the Lord, you know, Lord. Chale God. Dear God. Sweet Daddy. However and whatever you relate with Him. Open up and say, you know what? That problem is still there, you know. That issue has not been resolved. This week, I don't even know what to do this week. Lord, have you forgotten me or not? Please, do something in my life. Lift up your voice. Speak to the Lord. Pour your heart out. Do not pass us by, O God. Your help, your problems, your issues, your challenges, your let us talk to the Lord. Look down, look down, me, Lord. Lord, don't forget me. Don't forget my problems. Don't forget my challenges. Don't forget my issues. I come to your house today for a breakthrough, oh God. I don't want to pretend that everything is okay. I don't want to disrespect you by pretending that, that all is well. Lord, all has not been well. And I come to you. Lord, have mercy on me. Show me some, something, Lord. Show me something, oh God. Do something new in my life. Fix me, oh God. Sort me out, my Lord. Something new in 
something continue this way. We'll come back to this point. You're here this morning. You're not saved. You're not born again. Lord, say, Bishop, please pray for me. I want to give my heart to Jesus Christ. If you're here like that, I want to pray with you. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Bishop, please pray for me. I want to give my life to God. I want to hand over my life. I want to give myself to God. I, I want Jesus to come into my life. I want my life to be a different life. I need Jesus. Bishop, please pray for me. I want to be born again. If you are here like that, just lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Just your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. This is beautiful. Most of the time, it's the younger ones who come. And it's nice because the Bible says, remember your God, your creator in the days of your youth. Before the evil days come when you have no pleasure in them. When you start making children, it's problems. Yeah, clap for that young man there. That's another young man coming. Wow. Beautiful. Okay, there's a big man coming. I got. Clap for the big man also. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Clap for the big man as well. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. It's beautiful. Do you know what this means? You know what this means? It means joy. Okay. But what it means is that you are now, after the prayer, you are going to be translated from darkness into light. Yeah. Supernaturally. Supernaturally. We walk in darkness that we don't even realize that we are walking in darkness. So after the prayer of confession, God is going to take you from wherever you are and take you into his domain. And you'll be born again. And your life will never be the same again. Amen. You believe it? Amen. Beautiful. Close your eyes, lift up your two hands right here in front and pray this prayer with me. Say with me, Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. I believe with all my heart. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe Jesus died for me. I believe God raised Jesus from the dead. I believe Jesus is alive. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and make my heart your home. From today, I confess Jesus as my Lord. And I believe that by this prayer, my life has changed. I am a better person now. I am born again. My name is in the book of life. I am now a child of God. Thank you, Father saving my soul. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I pray for everyone who came forward, young and old, male and female. You know them. Even before they were formed in their mother's womb, you knew them. 
and I know you called them here today for this purpose. I pray that this confession of faith will be a forever confession. I pray that this confession of faith will lead these ones into eternal life. That one day when you descend in your glory, that we together with them will, be, will meet you in the air. I pray that Lord you cover them with your mighty hand, deliver them from the evil one, and let them walk in the path of righteousness for your namesake. I give you the praise, I give you the honor, I give you the adoration in Jesus' mighty name. And somebody said amen. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. God richly bless you.